All right, how we doing, everybody? I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Season three of the Red Talk podcast is here. Another season of football is upon us, and we are so excited to unveil a few new sponsors here at Red Talk. The first being BetMGM Sportsbook, a world-class sports betting platform accessible online via the website or through the mobile app app bet mgm sportsbook available in the apple app store sign up with bet mgm today using promo code play 1000 no spaces play 1000 for a risk-free bet up to $1000 the app works seamlessly they have everything you could ever imagine on there player props this guy to hit a home run this guy to get a hit baseball basketball soccer tennis Futures bets, everything you can imagine, Bet MGM Sportsbook, available on the Apple App Store. Also, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the newest and most innovative DFS app out there. Underdog lets you parlay multiple matchups like total yards, total bases, total points with specific players to turn a few dollars into hundreds of dollars. Use promo code UDPROMO22. For a free $100 bonus when you start playing, that's UD Promo 22. Sign up now and turn game day into payday. And I wouldn't be me if I forgot O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's Irish Pub, three locations all around the Louisville area, Southern Indiana and Jeffersonville, 123 Main Street downtown, 956 Baxter Avenue near Bartstown Road. The best service, the best bar, the best vibes in the entire city. O'Shea's Irish Pub doing better than ever open late. Come see us. All right, let's get it going. Red Talk, we are back. I'm your host, Will Reddington. AB Austin Bickett is here, and it is finally time. After a long, hot summer, it is time for the boys of fall. I am fired up. We have college football tonight. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. Uh, 20-something games on a Thursday night. The Friday night slate looks great. And then Saturday, Sunday, everybody's rolling. Cards, Cats, Saturday night. LSU, Florida State, Sunday night at the Superdome. There is so much to look forward to. And we've been looking forward to it for a while. But right now, it feels real. Like Sometimes it causes me to tremble. Tremble. Yeah, I'm always... Tremble. I'm always... Uh overwhelmed the first week especially when next weekend when nfl is coming back too and then you have so you have just 100 games saturday and 16 games sunday uh it, it takes a while to get in the rhythm you know but I, i'm it's a challenge i'm looking forward to it does um it, it, it you you literally were messaging me on monday like we got to figure out a way to get in the rhythm and people probably think that's stupid and i would say to them well it kind of is but we do need to get our rhythm back. And yeah, the 
NFL being a week away is is really nice. I like that it's like that, and we don't have to drown ourselves in those thoughts as well. Immediately, we yeah. can kind of really really focus in on college football. And uh, Sunday night, there's obviously not very many college football games on Sundays, but with LSU Florida State on Sunday, it's an extended weekend. We get Labor Day off. Uh, Vibes should be absolutely through the roof. Going to play a lot of golf and going to watch a, a ton of teams of which I will know probably three players tops, if that. Yeah, week week one of um, college football is unlike anything else because you don't – I mean, there's obviously way too many teams to keep up with recruiting and transfers and all, who's coming back and who was good last year and all that. So, I mean, we, we pretty much usually have a feel for the, the local teams and then, like, the big-name teams. But other than that, it's kind of just like throwing darts at a board and hoping that uh, these 17-year-olds that are supposed to be good end up being good. Yeah, it's it's very important that they are. But, yeah, you find yourself doing a lot of uniform bets, you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> Just familiarity. I'm, I'm bet on. Yeah. Oh, they were yeah, good. Exactly. They were good last year. Surely they'll be good again this year. Yeah, which is uh, not. Sorry, that was my hotline bling ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you would assume so. And as we start diving into this week's slate, I'd like to touch on a couple of the major games, local games, and then we'll get into our five picks each. That's right, folks. I've been capped this year by Austin. Apparently, can, me no, rattling can, off you can make a more, 19. But game card isn't helping anyone you hey man it's, it's your show you can do whatever you want but i i wanted to say i wanted to put five against five every week you can give out your your favorite five and then if you want to give out 25 more you can do that I, i'll give that five because I'll it's keep, our show i'll keep track of the uh, player i'll keep track of all our picks in my notes app to five right. no, i'm not well, keeping track of all 30 if you go for 30 i'm not writing them all down yeah <laughs> cool well i'm only gonna take five and that was hard to do because as you start scrolling, you're like, wow, you do something. Yeah, there's a thousand replacing. games. Yeah, it's it's tough, but I'm only going to do five. But let's do a little bit of game so review. So when NFL show. gets here, are we going five college and five NFL? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. if you try to limit me to five. Oh, no, I, the NFL, I bet, I bet every game in the NFL. So. Yeah, I, I can easily get, <laughs> get 16 <laughs> NFL picks a week. I can do that. Gamble responsibly. Very yeah, important. Always. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's start with the local teams. Um Cards headed to Syracuse on Saturday night. Um, very odd. I feel like UofL's got, always got like a weirdly timed first game, but we are Saturday night on the ACC network. The Cards have won three straight against Syracuse, forty-one to three last year, and thirty to nothing the year before. That's seventy-one to three combined. That is totally insane. Probably the only team in the NCAA that Louisville has been known to dominate. Syracuse's preseason win total win total per FanDuel Sportsbook is four and a half. Louisville's is six and a half. The line has gone from Louisville as a three-point favorite to four and a half, and now it's at four. Any thoughts here? I mean, I don't know how you don't love the cards it kind of scares me that it it seems too obvious like always i mean we go through the the same conversations every year when a game seems too easy uh, i know stanford steve also gave them out on their podcast so it's not just us looking at it thinking that it's a, an easy bet but like you said they've they dominated in the last two years it seems to me like way longer than that not even just the last two years um Louisville, i assume will be improved from last season i don't know much about syracuse i know they're that DeVito guy is now starting for Illinois, but he wasn't very good anyway. So, yeah, uh, I, I like the cards here. I don't know how you don't, and uh, let's just hope that it's not too easy. 
Yeah, loving the cards, obviously very important to me. You know the backstory there. Um, the, the weird thing about Syracuse, I've seen a lot of clips and a lot of picks. I, people actually picking Syracuse in this game, taking Syracuse plus four, taking Syracuse money line. And the logic behind all of it, all these people, they keep saying, well, Syracuse returns this many starters. They're returning yeah, all but these they were players. bad players. What happens <laughs> yeah. if you return a bunch of guys that suck? Wouldn't it be better to get, to get new guys? Yeah, like, returning- I, I don't think that. That's the right logic. Yeah, returning players is an overrated stat when those players were not good last year. When those they're not players just going like to all. Yeah. I mean, some of them might improve, but they're not all just going to become great players because they've been on campus an extra year. Exactly. And I, I think if this game was week five or six, maybe it's a trap game. Maybe Louisville season's already over. Maybe they started really badly. But the fact that it's game one and possibly the easiest team that they are going to face, and you never know. Week one, you can get smacked in the face by anyone you really don't know until you see them go out there and play a quarter or two. But the fact that it's week one, it's Satterfield in a prove-it year, great recruiting classes coming in down the road. This is a really important matchup for UofL, and uh, I, I like them to win the game. I like them to cover four and a half. Uh, I, I can't see a scenario where we lose this game, but if we do, I'm going to be really sad. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to say season's over week one, but I mean, but but it's season morale. Yeah, morale would be very low if you lose Syracuse. Yeah, so Louisville playing for their season (laughs) week one, something like that. (laughs) Uh, UK hosting the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, famous alumni, great guy. So they are headed into Lexington Saturday night. Is that right? Yes, nighttime. Saturday night. The spread was 20 for a long time. And then Kentucky announced their captains for the year. And, uh, you know, that's cool. Hey, these are our captains. And then, you know, now the spread's 16 and a half because apparently a lot of those captains are going to be suspended. Stoops won't tell you who, so we don't know here at Red Talk. But some of these people who you would assume are very good because they're captains are going to be suspended. I've heard about two or three. Are they in jail? What did they do? <laughs> we don't really know. But the important thing is the spread's gone from 20 to 16 and a half. Preseason win totals, UK seven and a half. Miami of Ohio, six and a half. Pretty respectable in the MAC, but it does make sense. If you watch Thursday night MAC football down the road, doesn't it feel like every team playing is like six and six? They all kind of have the same record and beat each other. But they're going in to, uh, what are y'all calling it now? Kroger Field? Kroger Field, yep. How intimidating. Yeah, I don't know why I say that. Like, I've never not gotten killed there. But, um, yeah, um, any thoughts here on the Cats? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to break down Miami of Ohio. I'm not going to act like I know a bunch about them. They are projected to win their division in the MAC for whatever that means. Like you said, I treat every MAC team like they are um, – like those computer-generated teams on video games that all have the exact same overalls. Like, yeah, they like when they can't use players' names, so they just make everybody an 80 overall. Uh, every MAC team is is essentially the same to me. They're going to probably be able to score. They're probably not going to play very much defense. Uh, we know that Chris Rodriguez is one of the players that's suspended, also out against Florida Week Two. It's a bigger deal, but yeah, I don't I don't know who these other guys suspended are either. Love the classy veteran move. Get the suspension out of the way Week One. Uh, against Miami of Ohio, you did, you did punish them. It's on record, uh, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do like I do like the Cats at sixteen and a half. I just I mean it's SEC versus MAC at the end of the day, 
it, it got up to 22 at one point. I wasn't going to touch it at 20, more than three touchdowns, but I do expect Kentucky to come out, handle business. There might be a little bit of a look-ahead aspect. They are going to the swamp the following Saturday. But, you know, like you said, it's it's the first it's the first game. These guys have been waiting for this all summer. I don't really think there's much of a look-ahead spot when it is the first game. So I will I will try the Cats, 16.5. I think that's a good number. Yeah, no, no action for me. Um, I think that, you know, karma could be a thing you know most coaches if their players were suspended they would at least by the grace of god tell you who they were i don't know on like thursday maybe with the game being on saturday but i what do i know i'm not a coach yeah i don't but really I'm get also, it either. like it's i'd get it if, like if this was the florida game and like you don't want to give like yeah it, coaching but like it, what are things, we doing? yeah it's my end Ohio. Yeah. I, I agree but i'm not gonna bet against will levis uh that's it's in my like uh bible of like things not to do uh, so I, I won't be doing that. Um, so, you know, uh, good luck to you guys um, to be an absolute travesty, a shame yeah. if you lost. Yeah, it's right. Season you know. will be over. Yeah, Playing for our season as well. The real story of this podcast is both local teams, the Cards and the Cats, are playing for their season. In must win. One. Must win, can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> must win, can't lose. Season over. Nothing else matters if they lose. Um, all right, let's jump into some stuff that, like, you know, nationally people care about. Oregon and Georgia. This is the Peach Bowl game, Atlanta Falcons Stadium. People forget last year cards, Ole Miss, a part of this little thing. You know, UofL kind of a national <laughs> you guys were factor. A part of it. <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a part of it. People they forget those games uh, six years in advance. <laughs> um, Georgia's 17 point favorite, uh, rocking the classic red. Red uniforms against Oregon's euphoric green. Uh, Bo Nix is Oregon's yeah, quarterback people now. People forget that, Pe- too. People forget. Got to let them know. Uh, Georgia, a lot of strong parts of their team last year, right? A lot of guys in the NFL now. They had two running backs, both awesome, Cook and Zamir White. They are both no longer there. They have moved on to the National Football League. So we will get to see new Georgia running backs, which does have that Alabama feel of it doesn't really matter who exactly this guy is or where he came from. He's a Georgia running back now, so he's probably really good. Stetson Bennett is still their quarterback. Just like last year, he's probably one of the weaker parts of their team, but who can knock him? He got it done. He is a national champion. And that is what we're looking at here, a 17-point spread. Georgia's projected to win 11 games this year, and Oregon is right at 8.5. What do you think? Yeah, I want no part of this game. Just gambling on it. I, I'm obviously, I expect Georgia to win. I think Georgia lost like 10 of their or like nine of their 11 starters on defense. Most of the guys to the NFL. That was like the best defense in college football history statistically. So I'm sure they reloaded with a bunch of five star guys that I'll know who they are by week three or four. Um, but I never trusted Bo Nix a day in my life. I can't imagine him picking any form of a Georgia defense apart. I kind of, if I had to take it, I kind of like the under in this game just because I think Oregon's defense is supposed to be pretty good. I don't see Bo Nix moving the ball a lot. I don't, I still don't think, I know Stetson Bennett had won the national title last year. I still don't think he's a Georgia caliber quarterback. You know what I mean? Like somebody that should be starting for a national championship team. So uh, I I don't think it'll be very high scoring. I expect Georgia to win the game, but I'm not, I don't want to lay 17 with them or, and I don't have confidence to back Bo Nix. Was Bo Nix Auburn's quarterback last year? Like, I know they played a little TJ Finley, yeah, they, that LSU yeah, he a was, little bit. But. I think he got hurt a little bit, and then they brought that other guy in. But, yeah, he was on the team. Gotcha. So, uh, unsure as to whether he played in this game or not, but Georgia did beat Auburn last season at Auburn 34-10. to 10. So, yeah, that means Bo Nix. 
either lost 34 to 10 or was hurt or just wasn't good enough to play in a game where his team lost 34 to 10. Something to think about. Um, no opinion here from me. If I had to take a side, I would probably take Oregon with the points. It just feels a little too high. Week one, uh, everything's new, but this game is in Atlanta and that place is going to be rocking great stadium. Ah. Uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, this line has been everywhere. It was under a touchdown for most of the summer, actually. 13 and a half, 14 and a half, kind of under two touchdowns, I should say. 13 and a half, 14 and a half, hovering around there. It has skyrocketed to minus 18 this week. And my question for you, Austin, is do you think that it's because people watch that Manti Teo documentary and think Notre Dame is soft? Uh, that might have something to do with it, yeah. I mean, I, I, something happened. Actually, let's just stop right there. We do you watch this documentary, right? Yeah, great doc, very well put together. I mean, it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous. Everybody's like, uh, you know, feeling bad for Tao now that the facts are out. But I mean, you know, I get it. She sounded like a girl. Like, I I will, I will give her that. Still, don't know about the um, the picture that he was like sending me a picture with a today's newspaper and he just got it somehow don't just don't know they didn't really explain that like if he that girl just agreed to do that or whatever he was just really good at photoshop but i get that part but if you're i mean he was the best defensive player in college football that year if you're that guy why are you why are you dating someone you've never met you know yeah i have i have so many thoughts um (laughs) i didn't write any of this down i have no preparation uh a few things off the top of my head number one when like they're doing like they're trying to make it seem like real serious and dramatic and they're just showing shots of him like laying in the ocean yeah or like being in a locker room like you know he doesn't he's not on a team like what what do they tell him hey go lay in the ocean for a while and and ponder how your yeah. reputation was destroyed by a woman that you never met and like man. where are his <laughs> friends where are his friends being like hey man you're supposed to be our leader you're a pretty cool guy and we've never met your girlfriend before. Can you show us a picture of you two? Oh, I've never met her. Where is the old-fashioned bullying that should have taken place in this locker room? You know, had, the yeah. bullying then takes place nationally, and now everybody else is the problem. Hey, everybody took it too far. If Notre Dame would have taken it upon themselves to make fun of this guy in the locker room, hey, you've never met your girlfriend in before? That's kind of weird. You might win the Heisman Trophy. People probably want to kiss you. Well, where is that at? Yeah, they had, like, his childhood friend on. He was like, you know, I, I knew she was fake. I just didn't want to, like, pressure him. Like, he had a lot going on in the season. I was like, okay, buddy. I would be so pissed at you if you were like, yeah, you're it w- yeah, would never everybody knew she was but, fake. You know, yeah. It's uh, no, they, wouldn't happen to about anybody I know. Yeah, the, I get, like, catfishing wasn't, like, a huge thing back then. Like, that kind of, like, blew up catfishing, and, like, the show had just come out around then or whatever. But the, f- the fact, like, I get they first started talking or whatever, like, that's fine. Like, talk on the phone. She does sound like a girl. I'll give him that one. But then every time he goes to FaceTime her, she's like, oh, my phone's messing up. Like, I don't have any service. Like, what are you doing? That's the dumbest no, thing. No oh, wonder he could not read yeah. an NFL offense. Yeah. Like, should, what do you she mean? She should have. I mean, I, I guess it worked regardless. But if she really wanted to sell it, uh, she should have just gotten an Android, you know? Like, oh, we can't FaceTime. I don't have that function. 
But I guess she didn't need that. I guess she could have just told him that her phone was messing up <laughs> every time he wanted to FaceTime. Every time. Constantly worked. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, foolproof. They, they treated Lene like she was some sort of evil genius and all this stuff. And the Deadspin guys, like they were like these incredible detectives when all they did was Google simple things. Yeah. Was there a funeral for this girl? Like, does, is, is there, there a death an obituary? Yeah. Is there anything saying that this person exists outside of being Manti Teo's girlfriend? No. Okay, cool. But they, they got some secret thing that nobody else has. It just uh, made absolutely. I, I thought it was well put together. And I think that it's very fair to like, you know, be sympathetic towards Manti Teo after watching it. But the more I thought about it, I was just like, I wish I would have laughed more in the moment at these yeah, things I mean, that I was, laugh about afterwards. Like the voice, the voice was very convincing. And, you know, also she was like giving him like telling what defense these teams are running or like what offense they were running. No, no. She was <laughs> taking credit for like helping him. And all yeah. she would say is like, you got to stop the run. Yeah, stop, stop the pass. Stop the running back. <laughs> what do you watch mean? The, watch the quarterback. He likes to throw. Of course you got to stop the run, stop the pass. He was like, yeah, she was really she was getting kinda, me through that she stuff. She was kind of throwing dimes in high school. QB1. wasn't my defensive coordinator. It was her telling me to stop the run and stop the pass. And then when she stopped telling him, he completely forgot how to stop the run, stop the pass against Alabama, 42-10. Yeah. They were a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. I fell for it in 2012. I'll never forget. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was – it, it's something I, I feel like everybody should watch it it's, it's a really good documentary and there are parts where you're like okay i get it and then there's other parts like yeah this dude was just a really f dumb guy gullible dude and like yeah. renaya a uh, terrible person like having the little girl go meet him and like her watching him a distance and like saying like all that weird stuff like using the little girl yeah. using her friend where the pictures that they used of that one girl you know where they eventually go track her, the actual picture the pictured girl who had no idea this was going on where is she in all this you know how does she not know this is going on immediately how are her friends not being like hey didn't know you dated Mantateo and died yeah man, i mean i have i guess because it was out in hawaii and that's kind of like a scene is like a different part of the the world like news doesn't really come and go from there as well because it's like a six hour time difference or whatever but yeah i mean it's just it's overall ridiculous i can't believe, i still can't believe it happened yeah, props to johnny manzel winning the heisman um right in know. his face <laughs> they were right the only them face. two they were the only two finalists imagine how many real girlfriends johnny manzel had yeah literally he's like oh you have one imaginary girlfriend that sucks <laughs> probably thousands yeah what a cool dude. Hope he's doing good in fan-controlled football, FCF. Wish I could plug it some more. Don't know catch anything about it. Yeah, catch the fever for fan-controlled football. Um, okay, that was fun. Ohio State, Notre Dame, though. Uh, any any thoughts on the actual game of the line? I know that Ohio State is like the title favorite. Stroud's like the Heisman favorite. Maybe not counting Bryce Young in Alabama, but... You know, this is just a lot of points for uh, – I feel like this Notre Dame team's going to have something to prove with Brian Kelly just leaving them and picking up a Southern accent overnight. Uh, I feel like they're, they're going to be playing really hard for this, this new guy, Freeman. And uh, I, I kind of like the Irish. Southern accent overnight. I, I, give me a break, dude. He did, bro. Okay. What's your deal? I mean, good coach. Did you he think, killed a kid, but it's okay. Okay. Did you think maybe because Notre Dame is like so – Catholic that he yeah, had he to faked, kind of change things about himself the whole time there. This is his true self. <laughs> yeah, I might Nobody's be thinking about that. Nobody is thinking that he faked an accent for 10 years. 
did kill a kid though. <laughs> we we just talked about what Renaya was able to pull off. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I, I like the Irish here, but I mean Ohio State is going to be the best team in the country, not named Alabama. Yeah, I uh, I agree. No opinion though. The line's too high and like impossible to to tease at any level. Like unless yep. you're doing like a ten point. I, it's, it's so tough with both of those yeah, games right with those major big yeah. names being so ex- yeah, I mean, extravagant. You get it up high. over. You get it up over three touchdowns. But yeah, twenty four is also a key number. Yeah, but then you have to take the worst team. And it's going to be one of those games. This is going to be one of those games that you're going to know in three drives. Yeah, how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yep, rightfully so. We're going to have a ton of those this year. Yeah, you can probably say the same um, about the um, Georgia-Oregon game, but I think more so in this game. I think it's time. I think we should jump into our cards. Maybe we go a little back and forth. Yeah, are we allowed to take um, same picks? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. We okay, came I prepared. Gonna, um, I think we're both going to have, have the cards. To be able to, we have to be able to take the same picks. Um, I'll let you go first since I won last year. Uh, Based uh, on what? <laughs> It's like you made up stats in your head. I, I feel like it's you very obvious. Won, that you probably won more year. games because you gave out five hundred more than. Oh, me. my percentage! You know, I don't know. Units at hundred percent W for me. Uh, both sides, college and NFL, absolute blowout. So well, let's see what we can uh, see if you can keep up this year. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do my best to keep up this year. All right. Well, you can go first. All right, I am going to go with first. I like Illinois on the road tomorrow night, Friday night versus Indiana plus two. Wow! So Illinois played last week, right? It, that, Wyoming. That's a big good. factor to me. Yeah, and just already having a game under your belt versus a team that hasn't played is, to me, is a big deal. And also, Indiana had that one year where they got really lucky and they got like every single turnover and every single bounce and every single missed kick and went like. I think I had I went on the same rant before week one last year about how Indiana was still really bad. But, yeah, you were right. Yeah, and now uh, Phoenix is gone. Uh, can't name one player on their team. Not saying Illinois is some powerhouse, but they did look good against Wyoming. They covered that double-digit spread really easily. Um, they got some momentum. They're, all the players are hyped up. They already have a game under their belt. Um, under the lights Friday night, I'll, I'll take Illinois. Okay, I like it. And I'm going to twist your logic a little bit. It's segue and use it the complete opposite way. So my okay. first pick is going to be LSU by three uh, Sunday night. Uh, Superdome. Yeah, the hosting Florida State. Florida State led by former Louisville transfer Jordan Travis. LSU led by former Sun Devil quarterback, quarterback Jaden Daniels in his first game as a Tiger. Um, really afraid of that. Watched a lot of Arizona State football last year. Was never totally impressed with him. Uh, he he is our man now. He is our, our Tiger leader. And uh, I really like LSU here. And Florida State did play last week. 47-7 to against Duquesne. Uh, Duquesne, yes, they are FCS football, Atlantic 10 basketball. You know, can't tell you much more about them. But Florida State won 47-7. I think it actually helps LSU being able to have the tape on what Florida State runs and the fact that nobody knows what LSU is going to do. This is a completely new coaching regime. They're going to try to switch things up. Uh, Still a lot of talent everywhere for LSU. The question's at the quarterback position, but the land of the unknown, I think it hits Florida State in the mouth. Very, um, it's going to remind me of that Miami game at Cowboy Stadium a few years ago before they won the national championship. Nobody knew what they were going to get for either team. LSU puts it on with me in the house. Same deal going on Sunday night, but with my sister and Clark in the house. LSU minus three. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, you gotta like LSU. It's basically, I mean, Florida State's not too far away. They're gonna have a decent amount of fans there. But I mean, it's it's LSU territory. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be rocking in their purple and gold. Um, yeah, I, I obviously don't know how much about, as much about either team as you do, but I have I have seen Florida State the last couple of years with um, Jordan Travis. He's scrappy at times. Other times he's yeah. terrible. So, you know. I, I would say that SEC versus any other conference, I'm just going to lean towards SEC, but that completely goes against my next pick. So, Let's hear yeah, I, I, I like LSU as well in that game. Not one of my official picks. Mine is going to be um, probably the third biggest game of the day, not counting the two we just talked about. Utah in the swamp at Florida. I'm going to take Utah minus three. Um, I know it, it's Pac-12 versus SEC. That's terrifying in itself. That never goes well. But Utah finished the season last year as, like, one of the best teams in the country. They were just killing everybody at the end of the year. They destroyed Oregon twice in, like, meaningful games. Um, They brought back pretty much everybody. They're number seven preseason. They have a legitimate chance to go to the playoff that is out the window if they lose this game, which they could. I mean, it's still Florida. It's in the swamp. But um, first game for the gentleman from Lafayette coming over to um, Napier, coming over to Florida. Right. Um, Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to get from them. They're bringing back that that same quarterback that played like uh, they went like dual yeah. quarterback last time. Anthony Richardson. Yeah, Richardson. Um, yeah, Anthony Richardson is twenty five to one to win the Heisman, seventh best odds. And fun fun fact: his running mate Emory Jones is now Arizona State's quarterback. Yes, so they they went with that that dual QB system all last year. They obviously did not have a good year last year. Um, don't know if you can flip a program in one year i know these places like florida and stuff you can reload and recruiting but i think it's going to take a little time i definitely don't think it'll be there game one this is um i mean obviously it's a big game for florida it's the seventh ranked team in the country coming into the swamp but i mean you could argue this is one of the biggest games in utah football history like they're going to be up for it you know the gators are looking forward to that cats game next week so probably a little little slumping there but yeah, a I, lot of I, good points. A lot of good points until that. You know, you're yeah, really yeah. That was good. that was a joke, but the, everything yeah. else was, I said was serious. But anyways, um, I, I just think this. I mean, this is it for Utah. They have one chance. They obviously get to play Oregon and USC and UCLA. But if they make a statement opening night on the road in the swamp against the SEC team, I mean, they're fast tracked to go to the playoff after Week One. All they have to do is win out, control their own destiny. So, yeah, I think they're hyped hyped up for this game which uh sometimes could be a bad thing if you get too too crazy with it but i'll i'll take utah yeah worry about the heat there a lot um probably something utah's not always used to in those first few games in florida weather you you tend to see a lot of guys with the oxygen tank a lot of faces that look a lot sweatier than normal but i also have utah minus three um we, we talked about it last week, how we loved the Utah over eight and a half. We feel like Utah is going to be really good. Um, I, I also feel like everybody's going to be on Florida in a way. You know, people that didn't yeah, like casual all yeah, offseason. Just, I'm not yeah. saying I'm like a sharp or anything, but like but people that no, see right, Florida, right. Utah, they're like, oh, I'll take Florida as a home dog. Florida plus three. I have to. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. have to do this. Yeah. I get it. So yeah. um, Utah minus three as well for me. So now we're both at two. Um We'll do a little snake. I'm going to go again. Um, Louisville minus four. Don't need to elaborate anymore. Um, uh, Malik Cunningham, MC Hammer, is back again. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty fun year for U of L. I envision them going about seven and five, eight and four. And while that always leaves us all wanting a little bit more, that's seven or eight days where we get to have a lot of fun with our friends and family. So uh, give me Louisville to start off hot here. Uh, white tops, red pants. They're going to be looking sharp. They're going to go in there. They're going to get this done. I bet it's closer than we like at halftime because nothing can ever come easy to us. But give me the cards. Minus four. I think we win this game. 38 to 21. Close at halftime, though. I want to take the cards on my card, too, but I don't want to have two of the same picks, so I'll just throw on the Cats 16 and a half, and we'll just do that. But for the record, I also will be betting the cards for all those reasons you just said. But I'll, I'll okay. add Cats minus 16 and a half just for a little, you know, little uh, differential. Just for, like, a loss. Yeah, you know, yeah, just so just so I give you a win and just take an easy loss. No, thank you. I I'll spot you a game in week one. Right. You know, just feeling so generous. You go, so you go cats there. So we're we're three down. We're moving through yeah. this pretty quick. Um my next one, uh I feel like this is gonna be I play golf nine AM Saturday morning. And I feel like at one thirty I'm gonna look at the score of this game and do the Eric Cartman South Park. You guys, I'm I feel kind of stupid. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna go North Carolina minus one at Appalachian so State. Scary. No, I've gone back and forth three times. How this that. game happened? Uh, Drake May, <laughs> Luke May's brother, is North Carolina's quarterback. They looked, uh, they scored fifty something last week on uh, DeSales, but uh, they true. gave up a lot of points to DeSales as well. So That's I don't North really Carolina. know. It's always them. Yeah, this quarterback's really young. I, I, I think he's a freshman, but I, I'm going to take him here. Uh, it's ACC talent against Appalachian State. I know Appalachian State's been respectable uh, the last few years. I'm not trying to knock that. It, it's just an even line. Uh, it's probably a trap, but it's a trap that I'm going to walk willingly right into and have been ready to walk into for days. So, North Carolina minus one. Yeah, I've gone um, back and forth on that game quite a bit um i can see like the over there as well yeah i think it will be high scoring so remember app state beat north carolina in 2019 at unc can you imagine how pissed off carolina is about that i don't think anybody on the same team still but a little revenge game there for them yeah i I mean i don't hate it i think that i think you literally in that game flip a coin and just pick a side because i've i started appalachia state because they're the home team and it's a pick and you know they're going to want it more, and then I was like, "Wait a second, it's still Appalachian State versus an ACC team that's been, you know, pretty good the last couple of years." I know Sam Howell's no longer in the building, but yeah, I, I'm going to be staying away from that at least on my card. I'm sure I'll flip a coin on Saturday morning, but yeah, good luck to you. I might just ride with you. You never know. My next pick never is going bet to I be yeah. My next pick is going to be an over. I'm going with the Oklahoma UTEP over uh, 57 right now. UTEP just gave up 31 to North Texas. I expect um, – I know everybody's a little scared of this Oklahoma team to get on the hype train because it's uh, now Brett Venables and not Lincoln Riley. But they bring in Dylan Gabriel, QB1, who has had a couple of down years after that awesome year he had. He is now with the same OC that he had when he had that crazy breakout year a couple years ago. I expect them to um, come out, kind of try to make a statement like, hey, Lincoln Riley's gone, but we're not – you know." Like I said, they just gave this team just gave up 31. I expect Oklahoma to be in the 40s if I can just get a touchdown or two from UTSA, which Oklahoma's defense is never great. Um, I think this game will go over, mostly because of Oklahoma putting up maybe 48, 49. 
Yeah, Oklahoma, first game without Lincoln Riley. Um, no quarterback from last year, right? What's his name? Caleb Williams. He is also on USC with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a big, and also, big trade. And like the third Heisman favorite. Also, kind of like Dylan Gabriel to win the Heisman as a somebody outside the top five odds. Where's he at now? Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's QB1. Okay. That was my whole that was my whole rant right there about him getting back with the same OC he had when he had that crazy breakout year and how they're going to make a statement and score a bunch of points. Yeah, I lost focus. I was reading this uh, this ad that I'm about to read. Um, uh, is that is that your last one? Do you have five? That is that's four for me right now. Four. You also have four. Oh, okay. My my final pick is uh, they can't stay. Golden flash flashes. Golden flash eye. Flash can't eye. Stay. Flash eye. Plus 23 at Washington. Uh, Phoenix from Indiana is Washington's QB1. quarterback right now. Yep, correct. Don't love him. Kent State returning 13 starters. <laughs> love both him. Of the, both of we their just talked about the returning backs. starters doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, Kent State, though, is it's a different story with a golden flash. Uh, love Kent State here. Plus 23. Don't even think about it. Maybe even stare at that money line for a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let me see if I can f- figure out which one I want to make my fifth pick. Oh, Army Coastal Carolina. That's a good game. I didn't know that was going on this weekend. Coastal still right. good. Probably good. All right. I'm going to take a scary one here. I'm going with an unranked team at home versus a ranked team. I'm taking the UTSA Roadrunners against Houston plus five. Wow. The Austin yeah. system. Yeah, it's kind of not really the same because it's usually if the team's favored. They're not favored here. Plus five, oh, weird number. Almost not never at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost never see a plus five out there or a minus five. But um, UTSA was like kind of like the Cinderella story last year. I think they carry that momentum over a little bit. Don't really know a lot about Houston. I'm sure they'll score a bunch of points. But you know, this is kind of just a just a gut feeling one. Give me the Roadrunners. The road runners. I mean, they, they, our, our cards are insane. I feel like mine is, is so basic outside of uh, the uh, Kent State one, which, uh, you know, you had you got to dig deep to find Kent State on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, but also I feel like you should – I mean, we're going to bet a lot of games, but I feel like until you start to see some of these teams get some film on, on some camera, you should probably only bet on, like, uh, bigger name schools, you know? I, I know we're not going to do that, but, like, most people. Yeah. Um, because like you have no clue what any of these smaller schools are until they're like a couple weeks into the season, but you know, we, that's not any fun. We, we truly have no idea. So, but we don't know about a lot of them, the big teams either. So nobody really yeah. knows anything. We we have no clue, but neither does anybody else. Here does Vegas. You're listening. These lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just guessing too. Oh, we get some film There's out a chance that we're the two smartest people in the world. Yeah. We're like gonna 10 find and out me. over the next several months. I guess nine and zero because we both have Utah, but you know, same same thing. Both going man. If we went nine and zero, that would be pretty pretty tough. It'd be a great start. It would be a great start, and I I, I know that I'm not losing any NFL next week. No, oh, so. yeah, NFL week one historically the hardest week to bet in any league of anything. But you know, we're not scared of that. I, I just completely disagree. Usually. Week one and eighteen, I think the first and last week, I think the sports books make more money those two weeks than any other week of the year. What's your favorite pick of the week? It counts as two. Yeah, I think we should do that. A little, a little Max Whale play. Yeah. Oh, I want to make it Utah. I know you're just going to make yours of the cards, though. 
I'm going to make mine Utah. I'm put a little star next to it. Max whale play. Yeah, I'm going to make mine the cards, man, because I, I care. You know, I, I put a lot of work into this. I, I want this to be a good show. I don't want people to be like, oh, listen to this idiot. Will, tell me about yeah. it. Of course it's the cards. Cards are a whale play for me off off record book, but, you know, I just didn't want to have two similar of cards. No yeah. pun intended. No pun intended. And to the opposite effect of our theme song, you don't want these cards. You might want these cards. They might be good. Um, Everybody's I think that about, right now. Besides I think that, that about wraps us up. Uh, do you have anything else going on? Anything else you want to talk about? Nope, I don't think so. NFL one week from tonight. Yeah. Welcome to LA. Yeah. Uh, dogs, right? Home dogs. Yeah. Hilarious. I think the Bills are getting like 80% of the money too. People all in on the Bills. I think people are scared think, of Stafford's elbow. I know you're not. I think the Bills are going to have a really good year. I think it's possible they make <laughs> yeah. the AFC Championship game. I, <laughs> I think they're going to be awesome, but they are unfortunately going to start 0-1, and that's not their fault. <laughs> it's whatever makes the schedule. Schedule maker's fault, yeah. Yeah, I respect them. They have I'm excited. GD. That's probably the best opening, best opening game. maybe I mean, Of all time. I'm not, not going to say all time, but of all definitely time. recent memory. Yeah, there has never been a better the opening two, game. Yeah, it's favoring the AFC, favoring the NFC. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. So we got the Rams to look forward to. We'll be back next week, um, either on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, to obviously get everything out before that Thursday night game. Cards Friday night against Central Florida next week as well. Oh, yeah. So we will have an earlier show then. Um, all right, man. It's been a good luck. Good luck. Let's have a good year. A hey, great year. Great, uh, great luck to you as well. See you on the golf course in about two hours. See you on the golf course in two hours. All right. TTYL. All right. Emergency late night recording. Lexi Browning has the night off because Donovan Mitchell got traded. Trey Hayden's back. Been a while. Great to have you back. But we're going to just touch on this real quick and then get out of here. Football is still at the forefront of our minds. But Donovan Mitchell, uh, the Louisville Cardinal, great. One of the best Louisville NBA players of our lifetime, probably the best of our lifetime, has finally left Utah. Uh, Utah, historically a great regular season team, couldn't get it done in the playoffs. There was a lot of friction with him and Gobert. They both play elsewhere now. And Donovan heads to Cleveland. We heard New York, New York for the last two years, even when Donovan was still in a jazz uniform. And he goes to Cleveland joining Darius Garland, um, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, uh, all-star last year, people forget, for a monster package, including multiple first-round picks, Lori Markinen, Colin Sexton, and Agbaji from Kansas, the best player on the national championship team last year. When you saw that this happened, what did you think? Yeah, so one, definitely happy to be back on podcast. I always appreciate it when I get back on. Oh, yeah. Uh, but first initial thought was I thought this was great for both teams. Um, so the Cavs, they clearly have their team of the future now. Um, they finally have that superstar again in Donovan Mitchell. Um, kind of like you mentioned with Jared Allen as well. They have three all-stars from 2022 and then also the rookie of the year from last year and Evan Mobley. Um, and something that I think that gets – you know, kind of lost in all of this too. While they have that great core, they also have now a great set of people coming off the bench. You have a, you know, a great scoring guard with length coming off the bench with Karis LeVert. Um, you have another vet um, who's been there before and Kevin Love, who's been to, who's won a championship. You know, he can be kind of that veteran in the locker room, which will be huge for that team. Um, 
I think that this is a really, really good thing for Cleveland, especially with that, that core that you mentioned of Donovan Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, and Jared Allen. They're all 25 and under. Um, so, I mean, I think just to have that youth and to have that many impact players start to form, I think that's a really good thing for them. Yeah, right. And that's how the NBA has has kind of been our entire lives, right? It, it's changed a little bit recently, but if you have a star guard and a star big man, nobody can really stop you. You have a really solid core. And that's what Cleveland had with Garland and Mobley, and they're just not letting it go to waste. I was really surprised to see Donovan to the Cavs. We'd heard some Wizards stuff. We heard some Hornets stuff. Never really thought of Cleveland as a possible landing spot, but it does just work. I feel like Donovan and Garland are going to play well off each other. It is a smaller backcourt size-wise. They do have Okoro in the three spot. You can roll Karis LeVert out there. But while they lack size at guard, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are two giant guys with crazy long wingspans that can guard all positions. That's why Jared Allen was an all-star, because he can switch onto guards. He's incredibly mobile, and Evan Mobley, it's in the name. Super mobile, uh, absolute freak of nature. So have to love what the Cavs are doing. I think Donovan fits right in. I hope he's happy to be there because with his dad, with the Mets and everything, it seemed like New York was kind of meant to be home. But he goes to Cleveland with three years left on his contract. Now, for the Jazz, somebody that – this city loves Donovan Mitchell. And everybody kind of adopted the Jazz as, as their NBA team if they didn't have one. And I think people quickly found out that they were just – relatively brutal to actually watch play basketball, especially when things get tight in the postseason. Utah got rid of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert this uh, offseason, two of their two best players. They got back Malik Beasley, Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker, Stanley Johnson, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Lori Markinen, Agbaji, Colin Sexton, a first-round pick next year, two first rounds in 2025. Pick swap in 2026, they got two of them. First-rounder in 2027, and two first-round picks in 2029. That is Danny Ainge to a T. Old Boston Celtics GM pulls up, hey, this team, whatever y'all are doing here, the starting five, they might be fun to play with on a video game. Like, they're decent. You can maybe beat anybody, but you can lose to anybody, too. We're blowing the whole thing up. This team can't win a championship. And my God, what a monster return. Absolutely. I think he he definitely did what needed to be done for them, especially with the friction, like you said, between the two superstars last season. I'll, I'll say, you know, just being a Thunder fan, he took a page out of the Thunder's book. Uh, right. Like you said, he essentially got 15 first-round picks. If you include um, Obaji and then Walker Kessler from this year, he, uh, with the 13 that he got through 2029, that's 15 first-round picks for the next seven years. Um, so when giving up those two superstars, yeah, that sucks that you have to go into rebuild mode. But to get a return like that on those two superstars, I think he couldn't have done better. No, you, you couldn't. And when you look at what the Jazz still have, I didn't mention Bogdanovic and Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, guys that can also turn into more draft capital. And I, I, you have to imagine that's what the Jazz are going to do, given that they look like they're going the tanking route. Everybody's in the Wemenyama sweepstakes, and they are at the forefront. Even with what they roll out there now, it, it's not a very good team. It's not a deep team. And you can kind of see it in the stars. Maybe Conley and Clarkson start off hot. Sexton's coming off an injury. Maybe he doesn't play the first 25 games. And then Conley's going somewhere, possibly for a first, if he finds something within himself, especially a late first from a good team that needs help. I don't think they'll do anything else this summer, but I could easily see something happening towards the deadline. So you have to like what Utah's doing. It's a sm 
small market. And just like the Thunder, they're going to have to build from within. They're going to have to build through the draft because nobody wants to sign there. I think almost Utah is is looked at as a as a worse place than Oklahoma City is because of all the things that surround uh, the, the Jazz and the NBA. And we don't need to get into that. But a lot of bad things. A lot of players have had terrible experiences there. Uh, opposing players. But... Yeah, you have to love what the Jazz are doing. Really excited for Donovan just to get a new look. That Jazz team was broken. And I always thought that Donovan would be a really cool, like, third best player on a team. That that would be like a if he joined Davis and LeBron. It's pretty far-fetched. But if he did, how fun would that team be? Who could beat that team? Like, And now he's in a situation where he's still kind of the best player on, on the Cavs. You could argue Mobley, but I think game one next year, Donovan has the highest point total. Uh, best MVP odds on the team. So that is one really intriguing plot line to it is can he be the man on a team and, and carry them farther than he's ever gone before? Absolutely. And uh, to that point, I agree. I think, you know, as we've seen Donovan over the last few years, we, we know he's a superstar. We know he's a great player, but again, when you rank him up against some of the other superstars, you think maybe he's the number two guy on a team, or maybe if he joins a big three, like you said, with LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis, you know, he's that third player. But I actually think this is great for him because I feel like he's probably a player that he wants to be the guy. Um, and in doing so, in the Cavs situation, he has much more support around him than he did in Utah. So if you think about it, he's never had another. I mean, Mike Conley's great. Do not get me wrong, great guard. Yeah, but he's but never not had even a, close to exactly. He's never had a scoring guard like Garland that can help take some of that load off of him every single night. And then he's never had an offensive skilled offensive big like Evan Mobley to go to Rudy Gobert great obviously great shot blocker great defender but on the offensive side of the ball nowhere even close to Evan Mobley um and then something you mentioned earlier yeah him and Gar- uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland yeah they're undersized for the, the guard position but Donovan Mitchell has been used to having that security blanket and Gobert back there anyways now he has two of those you know and Evan Mobley yeah. and uh and Jared Allen and like I said some of those pieces off the bench as well I think that's going to help Donovan be the you know be the guy the person he wants to be the number one player but also the supporting cast is actually there for him in Cleveland which I think would be great for him yeah he's kind of a point guard in a way he's a point guard that doesn't really look to pass he's a ball dominant guard but we heard the stat he throws that um like elegant alley-oop to Gobert in the playoffs and they they win that game against the Mavs and the announcers say that's the second time not assisted but that he's like passed to Gobert this year that is really hard to believe people are still wondering whether it's hyperbole or not but you can't play basketball it's one sport where if you hate your teammates it's gonna show on the court and the, the Jazz just didn't have that that love that a lot of other cohesive units like we've seen with the Warriors and Celtics last year like really believing in each other down the stretch one through nine how many guys are coming off the bench and I feel like the Cavs already had that like they, they were a fun league pass team last year and now you add a star they're gonna be really fun the last thing on the trade that I found just astounding is Woj finally put out something about what the Knicks actually offered and it's always been the Knicks how much are the Knicks willing to give up you know Danny Ainge is going to be way above market price on all of this stuff and we thought if Donovan goes for Barrett does it even make sense for the Knicks to do? Because Barrett could end up being better than Donovan Mitchell. Saw Austin tweet that today. I don't think that's out of the realm at all. RJ Barrett is awesome to watch play, and he's getting better every single year. But if they give up Barrett and you have 
Brunson and Donovan isn't that kind of the same as like a, a Lucas Mavs or a normal Utah Jazz team. The Knicks actually offered Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, and three unprotected first round picks, which feels to me as good as the package the Jazz got back from the Cavs, if not better. The only thing is, like, RJ Barrett's kind of ready to go now. He's ready to go right now, and Utah's in no position to to do that. And ironically, you saw the Knicks sign RJ to an extension today, uh, three minutes before or after the Donovan trade got announced. And they, it's still not out of the realm. They're going to wait three years, and they'll probably try to sign him again. But it, it is weird to think, like, it's a really boring offseason, right? Like, all the KD stuff, and you're kind of waiting, and it, it flopped for, for the most part. I mean, it, Patrick Beverly trended on Twitter for, like, two days because he signed with the Lakers. Like, it's it's insane. But Kyrie and KD stay home. That was all we were worried about all summer. And now we get this random blockbuster, first day of college football. Donovan to Cleveland. Nick's out of the picture. Jalen Brunson is their chosen and hero it, it is very weird how it all worked out yeah i agree and i was like you said i was very surprised to uh see that rj barrett was included in that trade package or you know that that yeah. offer because uh, like you said I, I agree uh that maybe not right now but rj barrett very well could be in the long run better than donovan mitchell so to see him in there and to see what they were offering you could tell that the knicks really wanted him to be there in new york um like I said, I don't know why or what happened with the fallout there, but nonetheless, I think that he did end up in a great place in Cleveland. Um, and like I said, right now, they're definitely going to be in the middle to the top of that fr- uh, top half of the Eastern Conference. Obviously, there's a lot of big hitters there. But uh, as far as young cores, I like them probably better than anybody. Even the, the Celtics, yeah, they have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but they have this young core and they have a supporting cast. And it's, they're all, you know, work building together. I just hope that Donovan meshes with them. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you look at the heat, you would expect them to kind of uh, to fall off and, and go backwards in some regard. You can never count them out. But the 76ers can't stay healthy. Who knows what's going on in Brooklyn all the time? Uh, Jason Tatum played like the last two months of the season with something messed up in his shoulder. Like so much can happen and that can happen to the Cavs, too. But you put yourself in a position to be good and possibly get lucky. It, it's been an injury ridden last three years for the NBA, really, since they brought the bubble back so you never know what these teams are going to look like in uh, June and whatnot if, if they're still playing but it is going to be cool we know that the Quicken Loans Arena like those fans show up uh, they're awesome we've seen them on Christmas Day multiple times in LeBron years and in the finals great fan base uh, fun sports city so I'm, I'm excited for Donovan absolutely I think it's going to be a great opportunity for him and like I said I think he will with, like you, you mentioned it earlier, the, the core of the team that was there last year, you can already tell they like playing with each other. And I think with this new fresh start for Donovan, he's going to want to do whatever he can you know, to, to join that and to blend in with that. And in doing that, I think if they can build that chemistry, they obviously have the talent and they have the youth. Um, and they kind of you know check off the, all, the, all the check marks uh, for what you need in a great young team. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens this season. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We don't wish it was here any sooner, though. We want to soak in the football. It, it, it's cool. Uh, Trey, I appreciate you joining me on such late notice and, and so late at night. Lexi, you're not listening, but I hope you enjoyed your week off. And uh, as for me, uh, I am going to go figure out what I'm going to do with uh, my three Donovan Jazz jerseys. So Yeah, good um, luck with that, man. Are you going to cop a new Cavs jersey? We'll see. To be determined. No. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, not not at this time. 
That fair enough. <laughs> All, right. All right, Trey. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. TTYL.